To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB radio and information line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday. <coughs> let me get that cough out the way. Oh, my. And let me, oh, no telephone in here. Let me turn off my phone before my dad calls. Right? That's what he does. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Um, I'm Haley, for anyone that's new. And um, today we're going to talk about essential oils and like personal care products, clean beauty. So we're going to go into a little bit about what are essential oils, because I feel like we haven't done that in a while for anyone that's new and listening. And then we'll go into exactly what's out there, what chemicals and what nasty stuff is in the products that we might currently be using and how we might start you know, getting rid of some of those and looking at plant-based um, products to help us deal with some of our skin and personal care um, issues. So... Um, so I will probably talk a little bit and then halfway through we'll stop and um, we'll just, I'll take some questions. So by raising your hand, when we get to that point, Debbie's going to let us know and then um, she'll tell you how to raise your hands and we'll, we'll take some questions. And I am going to do a couple of giveaways at the end. So if I forget, remind me because, you know, an hour goes very quick. You guys know that. So, all right. So let's get going. All right. So I, I feel like since COVID started, we've all been much more aware of sort of personal care and self-care what, that we need it, you know, that we're, we may be struggling emotionally. Uh, we may be stuck inside with our heaters on, unless you lucky people in Florida, I know that you don't even know what I'm talking about, but, um, you know, when you're inside with your heat on, it can dry your skin out. There's also, you know, toxins and stuff that are environmental toxins in our houses that a lot of times we're, we're not even aware of that. So we can all be having some skin issues during this time and, and stress can cause skin issues as well. So, um, so I think that during COVID, we've all sort of become more aware of what we need to do to take care of ourselves. And that certainly reflects in what research is showing that um, by the year of 2030, that the, um, the personal care industry will be bringing in a revenue of over $431 billion. So um, it's definitely, you know, wh- whether it's, um, you know, so here, hold on, let me say that over. So here are some things that, you know, might be considered personal care products, right? So it could be um, shampoos. It could be cleansers for your skin. It could be toothpaste. It could be um, just body washes and bar soaps, Um, lotions and moisturizers, whether you're a person that enjoys wearing makeup, Um, like I said, facial cleansers, anti-aging products. Who doesn't want that, right? Um, As I approach 50, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of glad I can't see the wrinkles in the mirror, but I have teenagers that are nice enough to let me know. So (laughs) for you, for those of you who don't have someone living in the house to remind you of that, count your blessings. Um, You know, it can be even hair dyes and straighteners. I'm guilty of that as well because I do um, get my hair foiled. Um, can be things like even nail polishes. So those are just a few of the things that we might categorize into the personal care um, category. And it's not limited to those. Those are just some of the things. So since the year 2009, 595 cosmetic manufacturers um, actually did report that they use 88 chemicals in over 73,000 products that we buy on the market each and every day. And many of these have been linked to cancer or birth defects, 
um, skin issues and, and, and more. So um, it's really important that we are, are aware of what's in our products for sure. Um, many of you probably know that the skin is the largest organ of our body and it's very porous. And so when you are feeding toxins to your skin, you're feeding toxins to your body, to your organs and to the way that it functions. Does that make sense to everyone? So um, whatever we put on our skin, it does seep through and creep in and get into our bloodstream and, and um, impacts how our bodies ultimately um, work every day. So some of those toxins that um, can be found in, um, in some of our personal care products are parabens. And those are known to, um, to like, um, they can impact the, the hormonal system and the reproductive system. A lot of times people will say now, you know, paraben free, if, if you read the, um, the labels on your products, a lot of them now do say paraben free, but they're still out there. Um, lead can actually be one of the toxins found in products, believe it or not. Mercury, um, that can damage the kidneys and the nervous system. A lot of times I feel like I associate mercury with being, you know, like in things like deodorants. A lot of people are now looking for like a mercury-free deodorant. Um, Teflon, crazy, right? We, We might all think of Teflon as like the DuPont company. I lived in Delaware for eight years, so I was pretty familiar with what the DuPont company and the DuPont DuPont family, you know, did, but DuPont um, produced a lot of like what we are pans for cooking and they were Teflon coated so that they were nonstick. And, um, and that's what I think of when I think of Teflon. Um, It's also known as PFAS and it's actually in some of our products that is a known carcinogen. Um, Formaldehyde. We talked a little bit about formaldehyde on our last call when we talked about um, cleaning your house with non-toxic products. And if formaldehyde is not listed on the item, which more than likely probably these days it won't be, formaldehyde can be released if two um, chemicals that are, um, you know, certain chemicals, not every chemical, but certain chemicals can combine to actually um, produce and release formaldehyde um, even though formaldehyde is not listed on the, um, the product label. Um, phthalates is another one, and that also can impact the hormones and the reproductive system. And isopropyls are another one. Um, and there is a chemical, which I am not even going to attempt to pronounce, <laughs> but it's, again, found in hair dyes um, and straighteners and things like that. And um, that, again, can, can irritate the skin, it can cause cancer, it can damage the DNA. And so being aware of, you know, what's in your products is really important. And we talked a little bit about this as well last time, because it's a lot of where I found some of my information, is the Environmental Working Group um, has a website, and it's, the, it's uh, ewg.org. And if you go to that website, there's tons of information on there about clean beauty. There's lists of um, the toxins that are in things. There's actually an app you can get um, where you can scan barcodes on products to find out how clean they are. So they're, they're rated like one being really good and moving up the scale is not so clean, not so good and known to have some chemicals in them. So if you're wanting more information, because like I said, an hour really does fly by, um, to go to that ewg.org website is a really great place where you can find more information as well as a lot of research and studies that have been done on these chemicals and their damaging effects to, to our bodies. Um, so most of these chemicals, well, uh, all of these chemicals have been banned by a lot of European nations. Sadly, they have not been banned here, um, but they have been slated to be removed from a lot of the stores like CVS and Walgreens, Target are some of the stores that were listed that are really um, clamping down on not allowing products into the stores that have some of these nasty chemicals in them. Um, many of the chemicals or toxins that I just talked about, they, they don't have to be put onto the labels of products because they are classified into the category of fragrances. 
And the standards for that or the requirements and regulations for that is different than, you know, for, for other chemicals and other products that are, or other items that are in the products. <clears throat> the same regulations do not apply when it comes to beauty products, sadly, as it does when it comes to food um, concerning like the FDA, the, the strict um, requirements are just not as, as strict, I guess, when it comes to beauty products. In the, in the um, report that I read that was, I think, 700 and something pages about chemicals in food and requirements and regulations, and only two of those pages were concerning beauty and personal care products. So they, Congress really gives um, those manufacturing companies of beauty and care products, sort of they leave it up to them to be responsible and list what's on their products. But um, you know, it's, it's a big business. Like I said, 420 something billion by the year 2030. So, um, sadly, a lot of manufacturers are going to put in their products, you know, the things that's going to sell them. And, um, you know, there are shelf stabilizers and things in there too, that can also be chemical or can be chemicals. So, what can we do to get some of these chemicals like out of our, because we're all doing this stuff every day, right? I mean, I can sit and tell you to eat your greens. That's not something that maybe you're going to do every day. And I can tell you to drink this much water. Yeah, maybe that's not something you're going to do every day. I hope that you are, but most, you know, a lot of people don't, but we all hopefully are, um, despite no one seeing us on video and us being at home, <laughs> even if it's not every day, hopefully it's every week we're, you know, taking showers, hopefully washing our hair, brushing our teeth, um, putting lotions on using soap. Um, so even if you're not a person that's a makeup wearer or someone that does get your hair dyed or straightened, um, just that everyday things that you do could have some of these nasty chemicals in them. So what are some ways to get them out? <clears throat> so we can definitely use essential oils and that's what this call is about today. So that's what we're going to focus on. There's lots of clean, excuse me, clean beauty um, companies that you can research and find out what they are. But today we're specifically going to look at how we can use essential oils to get the benefits we're looking for without all the nasty chemicals. And for anyone that's new, because I feel like I get on here every week and I just talk assuming that everyone is a returning person, um, but that's not the case. I've seen quite a few new names and people have reached out to me. So I feel like this week I want to go back a little bit into like what are essential oils to begin with. So essential oils are the aromatic compounds that can be found in like leaves and twigs, flowers, um, roots, the rind of fruits. Um, and like a girl. And, yep, yep. Someone have a question? All so right. everyone, I'm keeping everyone muted for right okay. now. Okay, we're going to keep going. So we'll please open mute and I will questions. look to mute you if you're not. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So, like I said, there are the aromatic compounds that can be found in different parts of the plant. And um, they are usually either steam distilled or cold pressed to obtain the essential oil from the plant. They are the plant's defense me mechanism that protects them against invaders such as like insects and fungus and those types of things. And they're pretty powerful. So, so much so that the essential oils, once they are retrieved from the plant compounds, they are 50 to 70% more potent than the plant material itself. So that's why when we use essential oils, we only need a very, um, you know, very little, less is better. In, in the case of essential oils, it's, you know, we've, we've talked about this a little bit, um, you know, using them once a day and thinking you're going to get the benefits you're looking for, especially when we're talking about emotional benefits of essential oils. Um, it really needs to be um, a little more often, you know, just dousing yourself with them first thing in the morning and thinking you're going to get all these amazing benefits is probably not going to happen, but using them two or three times throughout the day, a little at a time is, is more likely to get the benefits that you're looking for. So just to give an example of how potent they actually are, one drop of peppermint essential oil is equivalent to 28 cups of peppermint tea. 
So if you're somebody that, um, you know, we'll talk about peppermint a little bit um, and it's soothing, cooling properties for inflammation of the skin. But if also if you're somebody who has digestive issues and you tend to grab for a cup of peppermint tea to help settle any of that, you know, all, any of that discomfort, you can also use um, just one drop of peppermint essential oil. And, it, and it's even stronger. If you've ever used peppermint essential oil and you've put one drop in your hand and you've sort of rubbed your hands together and cupped it over your nose to breathe it in, oof, sometimes it's even one drop um, can sort of <laughs> tingle, you know, the inside of my nose and I have to pull my hands away a little bit. Or I often combine it with orange in the morning so that it's just, I still get the benefits, but it's not as strong. My eyes aren't watering and whatever. So um, that's just how strong the oils are. And it takes a lot of plant material to, to get one drop of essential oils. It's pounds and pounds and pounds of of rose petals to get one drop of rose essential oil. Thus, the reason that rose is one of the more expensive oils that um, that you can buy. Um, it's really important to me that you guys are safe with using essential oils now, because when I say powerful and potent, that can be scary to some people, and I don't want it to be scary. It's not that you shouldn't use them, but there are certain safety considerations when using them. Um, some of those are, you know, just not to put them in orifices of your body, be it your sensitive areas, your ears, you know, your nose, you're not going to want to put them in your eyes. Um, you know, there are certain essential oils that are photosensitive to the sun and those are usually the citrus oils. So there's definitely safety considerations. And if you are listening and um, are concerned or just would like that information, I have a whole document that discusses um, safety tips for essential oils. So I'm not going to go into that today because like I said, an hour goes really fast. But if you want that and you reach out to me at blindessentials at gmail.com, um, I'd be happy to send that to you. And I'll give that address again at the end too. So, <clears throat> all right. So we're just going to go into a few of the oils and then I'll open it for questions and then we can go into a little bit more about specific um, skin issues or skin concerns. This is a hot topic in my house right now because I have two teenagers. So um, when I was researching for this and you know writing up my article and listening to things on acne, they were taking it very personally. And I'm like, I'm not looking for you guys. I'm looking up stuff for my class. <laughs> um, but it's a sensitive topic in our house right now. So... Um, but some of the things that you want to consider when you're choosing what essential oil might be best for, um, for you, you want to consider, you know, are you looking for it to promote clear and healthy skin? Are you looking for something that's going to cleanse the skin? So are you looking for the appearance? Are you looking for the cleansing properties? Are you looking for um, something to dry like, or to soothe like dry skin? Are you looking for something that's anti-aging? So just considering, you know, when you're choosing an oil, what, what um, concern it is that you're, that you're hoping to address. So um, one of my favorite oils is actually a blend of oils and it's called Immortal. And um, it was formulated by experts to really address the signs of aging. And it has oils in it like frankincense, myrrh, um, Hawaiian sandalwood, lavender, helichrysum, and rose. And we'll go into here a little bit further down the benefits of like floral oils. So you can see in this one, you know, there's rose and lavender and helichrysum. And um, we'll, we'll go into a little bit about the benefits of floral oils, but this is what Immortal um, is a combination of. And it's, it's one of my favorites. And um, it can actually reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles. Hello, that's me. I'm raising my hand. Um, promote smoother, more radiant, youthful, glowing skin. Who doesn't want that, right? And it can be applied to the face. Um, it can be applied to the neck or the decollete, even to your hands. Your hands really um, show the signs of, of aging. 
Um, and that's, you know, a lot of times our neck might be covered, our decollete might be covered. Um, right now our faces are all covered, right? Like for me, if I have a mask on and my sunglasses on, there's really not much face left, <laughs> but, um, but people see your hands, um, all the time and they can definitely show signs of aging. So, um, Immortal would also be great to use for you Floridians, um, after a day at the beach or the pool, you know, your skin can be really dry. So just putting that on spots that might have some dryness or just overall, you could use it. And putting it on before you apply your daily moisturizer is a great um, way to use that. One of the, probably an oil that everyone knows about, like you may not know about Immortal or some of the oils that are in that blend, but an oil that a lot of people know about um, is tea tree essential oil. And um, it has really um, great cleansing properties. So it can be used in so many different ways. It's probably one of my... Um, most multi-purpose oils because we talked last week about how we can use it um, in cleaning because of its cleansing properties, but our skin also needs to be cleansed and cleansed. Cleansed. Um, it is antibacterial, all the antis that you can think of. Tea tree pretty much falls into that category. So it's antifungal, antibacterial, antimicrobial. Um, and today, since we're talking about um, beauty you know, beauty care and clean beauty, some of the oils you're primarily going to be using, say, for like your facial, um, the, your, the health of your skin on your face. Um, but tea tree is one of those that I actually love um, to put in my shampoo. I'm a little bit of a, can't believe I'm admitting this on live <laughs> ACP radio, but I'm a little bit of a, um, I have a little bit of a phobia when it comes to lice and fleas. Um, if, if I know at all that um, that could be a potentially thing, a potential thing that I'm exposed to, I get a little freaked out about it. So I love um, making up right now. It's not so important, but when my kids are in school, um, I love making up a spray for their hair that I can just spritz on them before they go to school. And it has tea tree in it. And um, a little girl in my daughter's class actually did have lice and had her whole head shaved. And, um, and she was the little girl that was next to my daughter in class as far as where she sat and where her backpack went. And, you know, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I didn't want Sydney to make her feel any worse than she was already feeling for sure. But, you know, I could sort of safeguard Sydney's items by spraying the spray onto like her backpack and her hair and stuff before she went to school each morning. So um, tea tree is one of my favorite oils, not just for skin health, but, or, you know, facial skin health, I should say, but for scalp and, and hair health as well. Um, it's great for your nails as well because of its antifungal properties. So if you have, like, if you're a person that sometimes gets like a thickened um, toenail because of due to like a fungus, um, you can soak, you can use tea tree to soak um, your foot in and it helps to um, get rid of that fungus. Great for like athletes foot and things like that as well. Um, so here's a couple ways that you could use tea tree essential oil. Um, one to two drops of it into your um, facial cleanser. Just what I tend to do because of not being able to see is, you know, I tend to put the couple drops into my palm of my hand first because then I can feel when they hit my, my hand and you can keep your essential oils in the refrigerator if you'd like to, if that helps you to, to get that tactile input. Um, but put just a drop or two of the tea tree into the palm of your hand and then with your other hand, with your pointer finger, you know, scoop out some of your um, cleanser and rub it into the palm of your hand just to combine it. And then I will put it on to my face that way. Um, you can put it onto your skin after shaving to help to um, soothe and clarify the skin. Um, I haven't tried that on like once I shave my legs, but, you know, maybe I will. Um, <clears throat> you can also apply, like I said, to your your fingers and toenails after your shower, just to keep them healthy and keep any fungus issues away. Um, again, one to two shots, one to two drops in your shampoo is a, a great way to just keep a healthy scalp. And um, we'll go into 
a little bit further down here, we'll go into certain skin conditions like acne or eczema, um, different, you know, dry skin, different things like that. And we'll talk a little bit more about tea tree and some ways to actually use it and what it does for like acne prone skin. But right now I just wanted to go over a couple of different oils that I like to use or that I know friends use for their skin. Um, blue tansy is probably an oil that a lot of people haven't heard of. My friend Lumi says that it reminds her of, um, the smell reminds her of cream cheese and blueberries combined. <laughs> so I don't know. It does smell really good. If any of you have it, when, when I open up, you know, for questions and stuff, if any of you have used blue tansy or have it, I'd love to hear your input if whether you think it actually smells like cream cheese and blueberries. Um, it does have a lovely smell, um, but it is blue. And so just know that um, if you put it directly onto a blemish or a pimple straight from the bottle, <clears throat> um, it will turn your skin blue. Your skin's not going to stay blue forever. But um, I, I remember putting this on my skin one morning when everyone was gone at work and at school. And when my daughter came home, she said, mom, you look like, you know, Smurfette. You have like blue all over your face. What's going on? <laughs> and it was, just, and luckily I wasn't going anywhere that day. Um, but just know that it does, it will pigment your skin. It will turn your skin a little blue. So the best way to avoid that is to um, combine it with like your moisturizer. That way it's more diluted and you won't have that problem. And it has very um, soothing and cooling properties to your skin. So a lot of times, if whether it's acne or eczema or other skin issues, um, a lot of times that has to do with inflammation. And um, that can cause, you know, that heat and that redness sometimes. So using an oil like blue tansy might really help to cool down that inflammation and soothe the skin. Um, and, and I would say like maybe one drop to like one ounce or like a nice big, you know, scoop of, of your moisturizer. Um, you can also mix it with fractionated coconut oil or another carrier oil if you have a different carrier oil that you like. Um, so we use carrier oils to dilute essential oils to help avoid any skin sensitivities. But also by using that, that carrier oil, it um, disperses it and allows it to get into the skin deeper, faster than just sometimes just that little one drop onto your skin. And a carrier oil can be fractionated coconut oil, which is my preference, which is um, it's, it stays liquid because of the way that it's been processed and it doesn't have a color, doesn't have a smell, it's less greasy. And that's just my preference, but some people choose to use, you can use avocado oil or olive oil, um, whatever your choice is, just know and research your oils because some oils will go rancid. Um, faster than others. And that's another reason that I like the fractionated coconut oil because it has a really long shelf life and doesn't go rancid. It's not going to um, influence the integrity of my essential oil that I'm mixing with it. Um, Melissa is another oil that is great. It's lemon balm. Not some of you may be more familiar with it being lemon balm, but um, it's called Melissa. And um, it's very fresh and calming. It has a sweet aroma. It's really nice. Um, again, great anti-inflammatory. It's also great for stress and anxiety. So just throwing that in there. I, I put a drop on my thumb um, every morning and I then hold my thumb to the roof of my mouth. And um, it has like sedative type properties. Not that I'm like knocked out, but if I'm going to be doing something that day that um, I know I might be anxious about, i.e. Zoom training this afternoon, um, <laughs> then I will um, use Melissa um, on my thumb and hold it to the roof of my mouth to just help calm any of that anxiety. Um, but for your skin, you can, again, just add a drop to your um, moisturizer. Or you can add a couple of drops of it to like a glass spray bottle and fill it with distilled water and then just use it as a refreshing um, sort of like facial mist throughout the day. If you are having some of that irritation that makes your skin feel red and, and um, sort of, you know, if you've ever had like a rash, like let's say eczema or hives or something, um, I know medications have given me hives 
in the past. And when you touch your face, it's just warm to the touch because of that inflammation that's going on. So using Melissa in a spray like that might be a really cooling, um, refreshing way to, to help with some of the heat that you're feeling from the, from the irritation. Um, I do have some recipes here to share. Um, if you're interested in seeing what they are, because I probably won't have time to go through all of them, um, certainly reach out to me. But one of the ways that you can use Melissa is by making your own DIY clay mask. And um, it's bentonite clay, which you can easily get from Amazon. Um, And you just combine the two teaspoons of bentonite clay with, sounds strange what I'm going to say, two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar, (laughs) and then two drops of the Melissa oil. And you can just um, mix that all up. And, um, uh, you know, after you've cleansed your face, apply to your skin, let it sit. And, you know, how if you've ever done a mask, it sort of gets like that sort of hardened, dried texture to it. Um, Leave it on for 15 minutes or so, and then rinse it off with warm water. Melissa is one of the more expensive oils, um, or it might not, it might just be an oil that you don't like the smell of. So you can also um, use other oils like frankincense or lavender or tea tree in your mask if you want. If those are oils that you already have, or you prefer the smell of, um, but um, that's just one of the recipes I have here to share with you is making your own facial masks. So my daughter always wants to buy masks at the grocery store. And I'm like, eh, I don't know what's in there. Let's just make ours at home. So in previous classes, we've talked about the benefits of floral oils um, and why they're so great for the skin. If you think about a plant, um, you know, like we've talked about oils that come from the roots being very grounding oils. Hopefully that makes sense why, right? Because a tree is needs to be very grounded and very sturdy at its roots in order for it to be a healthy, stable tree. And so the, the oils that we get from the roots, like vetiver, as comes from the roots of the vetiver tree, um, vetiver is a very grounding, sort of balancing essential oil. And so the same thing is with the floral oils. When we think of flowers, we think of them as being um, you know, they're colorful, they're beautiful, they, they make our garden look, you know, prettier. So a lot of the oils that come from the flowers, such as lavender, um, rose, geranium, helichrysum, um, there's so many more, jasmine and magnolia. Those are oils that are often very good for our skin, those floral oils. Just like you want your skin, your garden to be beautiful, you want your skin to be beautiful. So if that's how I often, you know, helps me to remember what oils are good for what, um, what concerns I'm having. So rose, um, I, I do not have rose as a straight oil, but I do have rose that's in a 10 milliliter um, bottle combined with fractionated coconut oil. And we refer to that um, as rose touch. And that's what I love about um, where I buy my oils from is because a lot of the oils come in the touch blends, which are already blended for you. So if you're concerned about, um, you know, how many drops you're getting in there or whether you're diluting it enough, then you can buy the oils that are already blended. And the rose is one of them. And I actually, after I cleanse my face in the morning, um, I just take that rose touch and I roll it over my whole face. Um, I roll it, especially like under my eyes. Cause I, I've sort genetically, I guess, I don't know. I've had dark circles under my eyes since I was a little girl. Some say that's to do with sinuses and, um, I've had doctors and different people tell me different reasons, but, um, I love to roll the rose, um, under my eyes. Um, Jasmine is great for like dry spots. If you have any dry patches on your skin, which, you know, a lot of times that T zone, your forehead and down your nose and sort of your chin is, is known to be more oily, but some people just in general do have dry skin. So if that's you, Jasmine would be a great oil. And again, that, that is available in a touch. So that makes it easy for using it. Um, Magnolia is another one that I really like, and also neroli. Those are the other two floral oils that I really like that come in the touch to make them easy easy for me to use them. Um, 
All right. You know what? I think um, we'll open it up for questions and then we can maybe see what time we have left. I have a couple things that I really want to tell you guys before we close, um, just so that if you're looking for more opportunities and more ways to learn about essential oils, um, you know, I have some, some answers and some solutions to that, but we'll open it up for questions. So Debbie or Sure. Lucy or I don't, I'm not it's sure. Me. Whoever. It, okay. it is me. And I want to thank okay. everyone for staying muted. Thank you so much for giving our, our uh, presenter the respect. So Connie, uh, Connie, go ahead. Let's see. I need to. Okay. There you go. I think Hi. you can unmute. Yeah. Okay. Hi. I think I'm hey, unmuted. Yep. You are. Mm-hmm. Hey. So Hello. let me tell you. Hi. Thank you so much for this presentation, Haley. Yeah. Um, and thank you, Deborah, for, for hosting. Uh, Debbie, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I want to tell you a couple of things that I do, and then I have a question. Okay. So for my face, um, uh, the dermatologist said I have to use fragrance-free products because mm-hmm. of eczema. Um, so for my face, I use Cetaphil um, facial cleanser mm, yeah. and um, the moisturizing cream. But in the moisturizing cream... <laughs> I add a few drops of lavender oil. My mom gave nice. me that uh-huh. idea because she really likes lavender. And that makes it nice and soothing, but it's mm-hmm. not harmful or anything. And just smell and then, good, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and soothing. And then for my hair, what I do is I take a spray bottle, fill it with water. Then I add three essential oils, a few drops of lavender, uh, lemon, and um, peppermint. And mm-hmm. I use it, and I use that spray as a leave-in conditioner. Mm, all right nice. okay and then and then for um um what i do is i keep um a tea tree oil in my purse uh-huh. um, the, what did you call it the touch, touch um yeah. the tea tree touch yeah yeah tea tree touch i keep it in my purse and use it as a hand sanitizer yeah because right. because a lot of the hand sanitizers that they sell in the stores or that they make you use the at the nail salon are full of full of alcohol and mm-hmm. chemicals and so right. i use just you know a few drops of tea tree oil from as a hand sanitizer um my question is my hands get really 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 dry um especially my right hand for some reason the eczema breaks out in my right hand but not my left which i don't understand <laughs> that but anyway so can you recommend something for really really dry skin for the hands um so <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. Well, first of all, doTERRA does sell a couple actual hand lotions. So they have the Citrus Bliss hand lotion and they oh, yeah, also have, have the they also have the Rose hand lotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've talked about the benefits of Rose to our skin. Um, so, you know, you could try those and see, you know, you could always add a drop of lavender or something that's soothing to that if you wanted to. But I I have a friend who has eczema. Um, and this is just me sharing her experience. So, but she swears by coconut oil, like the solid kind of coconut oil that you buy in the store. Oh, wow. She, that's what she uses as her, um, as her moisturizer. Now I have a recipe in my document here that talks about how you can use coconut oil as a cleanser by just adding, you know, a couple drops of lavender, a couple drops of other oils and use it as a cleanser. But she actually swears by that as um, as her moisturizer. So, um, you know, it is a fatty sort of oil. So you could mm-hmm. definitely try it and add some of the, pep- the lavender to it to see if it helps soothe. But I will talk a little bit here in a minute about the oils that are recommended for eczema. Okay. Um, and, you know, we'll see if there's anything in there too. But, um, you know, if you have okay. any more questions, you know where to reach me. But thanks for sharing your tips. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Thanks. And um, I just wanted to also add that for anyone who wants to be gluten-free, you know there's gluten even in lotions and other Mm -hmm. skincare products. It's kind of amazing. It's a thickening agent. Right. um, I don't see any other hands raised at this time, but I can remind everyone that to raise your hand on Windows is Alt-Y, to mute and unmute is Alt-A, and on the phone, uh, regular phone, it's star 9, 
to raise your hand and to mute is star six and on the mac option y and the and to mute and unmute uh shift command a iphone um under more on uh, not i yeah under more is to uh raise your hand under more and to mute and unmute bottom left of screen so any other Perfect. hands raised i don't hear of any so why don't you take advantage of this wonderful okay, time? i know yeah i know That's i'm great. gonna go before something happens yeah <laughs> all right okay so one of the oil conditions that many of us might um deal with is dry skin and that can occur for several reasons right the environment in which you live like we talked about in the winter time the heat being on in the house can really dry out your skin. Um, as we age, our cervaceous glands um, maybe aren't secreting as many oils as they were when we were younger, and that can cause dry skin. Um, sometimes it can be medication that you are using. Um, it may mean that you live in like a desert type environment where your skin dries out. Um, Gosh, it's been raining so much here that like anything dry sounds good right now, but not dry skin. Um, so one of the things that you could use for dry skin, one of the essential oils for dry skin is the lavender that Connie was just talking about. Um, it's an anti-inflammatory. It can help reduce any red redness that we sometimes see when you know, we have dry skin, we scratch it and then it gets red and even irritates the inflammation even more so. Um, but lavender is also a great moisturizer. So, um, or, you know, a re rehydrator. So you can use lavender for dry skin. Um, and it, it the, the lavender does also come in the lavender touch, but lavender is one of those, there's a, there's a few oils, like there are some oils that are considered hot oils that you definitely want to dilute. So that's in the safety tip sheet that I talked about. There are certain oils that are photosensitive that I talked about a little bit. And there are certain oils that um, are pretty safe for all skin types and all ages. And lavender is one of those, like even with babies. So um, if, you're, if you're wanting to start using essential oils, um, lavender would probably, you know, assuming you like lavender and don't have an allergy to lavender. Um, although the more and more I read about people who say they are allergic to lavender, um, they're actually allergic to the plant itself, which is different. Like the flower itself, if they were to brush up against lavender or walk through a lavender field, they may have a reaction, but the essential oil, um, is different than that. So some people who say they have a lavender allergy may not even have that same reaction to the essential oil. If that's you and you want to try it, um, I'd be happy to send you some to try. But um, it's a pretty, you know, it's a safe oil for all ages, all skin types. It's very soothing. So lavender would be a great one that's going to work for a lot of the conditions that we're talking about. Um, Roman chamomile is also a great oil for dry skin. It has, um, <clears throat> I think it's a chemical called azaline. I could be pronouncing that wrong. Um, but it's great for adding moisture again and reducing inflammation in your skin. Um, if you have a ragweed allergy, chamomile is one of the oils that you would want to avoid because it can, um, cause that same kind of allergic reaction. Um, sandalwood is another oil, same thing. It increases moisture in the skin and reduces the inflammation. And that's one of the oils that was in the Immortal that we talked about earlier. Um, if you have oily skin, um, which, you know, and our skin changes as we age too, because I used to be a person with very oily skin and now my skin is more on the drier side. Um, and that can also be influenced too by where you live, right? So if you live in an environment where it's hot and you're always sweating, where your pores are getting clogged, um, you know, in the summer, skin can be much more oily than it is in the, in the winter time. Um, it's just the, your sebaceous glands are on like overdrive if you have oily skin. So we talked about dry skin being not enough. Um, being produced from those glands and oily skin is an overactive cervaceous glands. Um, so it increases excess oil on the surface of your skin and that can be affected by humidity or hormones um, and heat, like I said. 
So one of the oils that's recommended if you have oily skin is clary sage. And if you've never smelled clary sage, just the smell of it is good, but it has linalool acetate in it, um, which is really good for helping to, um, you know, controlling that excess um, sebum that is excreted from those sebaceous glands. Um, and again, you could just add this to your moisture. A lot of times it sounds crazy, right? If you think about, if you're a person that has oily skin, you're probably thinking, you know, why would I add oil of any kind to my skin if it's already oily? And, um, and I actually use argon oil on my skin. Um, I really like it. And that's what I thought when I started using it was why, if I have oily skin, why would I add oil to it? But um, there are certain oils that help to balance that oiliness and that balance that um, over-exaggerated serbaceous you know, glands that are excreting all of the oils that are causing your skin to be that way. So um, clary sage is one of those. And if we, a lot of times if we have acne, it might be associated with the oily skin. And um, so trying to find a balance so that the oils aren't being excreted as much may even help with the acne, but we'll go in a little bit to, to acne too. Um, rosemary is a great oil as well. Um, if you have oily skin, um, it's an anti-inflammatory, an anti-inflammatory and it's an analgesic as well. So sometimes having oily skin, which causes um, breakouts can be painful. And so the rosemary having those analgesic properties is, is um, a great choice. Um, it has esters in it. Es- Ooh, excuse me. has esters in it, <laughs> which may help keep that excess sebum um, production at bay. And, and rosemary is another one of those oils that I actually like to um, use in my shampoo. So I really like, I really like the soothing cooling properties of peppermint. Um, in my shampoo, the tea tree does the same thing. The tea tree is like the antibacterial sort of portion of why I put it in my shampoo. But I love the rosemary because um, because of that oil production. I have really thin hair, um, and I I feel like you know a lot of times people who have really fine hair their their hair can get oily, their scalp can get oily, and so I like the rosemary in my shampoo as well. And um, it actually is known to, to possibly help with um, hair growth as well. So I have a friend that has alopecia. I'm not making any claims. Like the disclaimer says, this is just me sharing my life and my experiences and my passion. I'm not a doctor. Um, but I, I can say that I have a friend who has alopecia who uses um, rosemary and a couple other oils um, in her shampoo. To, she wants to keep the hair she has. So it's not a lot, but she wants to keep the hair she has. So um, let's see one other oils. Um, frankincense is another one of those oils that like lavender is good for most skin, um, young to, to older skin. It's very soothing. Um, it's great for cell regeneration. We've talked about frankincense on a lot of our other calls. Um, and it can help alleviate um, the acne-prone skin while providing lipids to the skin. And so frankincense has multi-multi-uses. I put a drop under my tongue every day. That's more so for like the cell um, health. Um, But you could just put a couple drops of frankincense in your moisturizer and use it um, to help with anti-aging because of the cell renewal that it it helps and provides. But also um, just its soothing, calming properties to the skin. Um, And geranium is also another great oil to use if you have oily skin, because geranium is actually known as um, an alkaline property, has alkaline properties in it. So it will help balance the skin um, and the hydration levels in your skin. So one way you could use the geranium is just to um, put some in a glass spray bottle with some water and then just use it as a toner or like a facial mist throughout the day if your skin is oily. Um, I like to use that and you could combine, you know, geranium and and, uh, lavender together would be really nice. You'd smell like a fragrant flower. If you don't want that, Brian, it's okay. I understand. (laughs) Um, 
Okay. So if you have sensitive skin, let's talk a little bit about sensitive skin. Um, you know, it can be dry or oily and it can either be caused by like allergies or eczema or other skin conditions. Um, so let's talk about some oils. Um, you would definitely, if you have sensitive skin, you would definitely want to steer clear of oils that are acidic. Um, like, um, let me think like lemon or lemongrass or like the citrusy oils. You'd want to steer clear of that if you have like super sensitive skin. Um, so some of them that you could use if you have sensitive skin are the lavender, frankincense, sandalwood, and on, like I said, all three of those are in the Immortal. That's probably the reason why, right? Because they, a lot of us are concerned with aging and, and wrinkles and just having healthier glowing skin as our skin ages. Um, and so by putting these three specific oils into the Immortal blend, you know, they're assuring that it's good for people of all skin types to use. Haley, so, um, yes? uh, you have nine minutes and one hand raised. Restoria. Okay. All right. Let's do Restoria. Hey, Restoria. How are you? I'm fine. And you? Good. Thank you. I just want to know if there are any essential oils that you shouldn't put together. Um, Not that I know of, because it's not, there's none that I know that you can combine that are going to cause volatile, um, you know, a volatile combination. It's more so how your skin is going to react to it. So what I always tell people is if you're concerned about an oil, like say you, because we choose oils for many different reasons. We choose them for the properties that they contain. Like today we're talking about skin, but we choose them because we like the way they smell. Um, we like the emotional properties they have. And so just because you like the smell of an oil though, doesn't mean it's the best oil for you. So I always say to try the oil, like on a patch on your skin, like maybe the inner like where your elbow crease is or somewhere that it's not going to be um so obvious so i don't i've never heard of oils that should not be mixed together um it's really more about how it's going to react with your skin does that okay. make sense um i lowered her hand but okay. now we have more <laughs> okay uh, celeste lopez hey celeste hi good afternoon thank hi you there. for a great presentation thank you so I have, I guess, two questions, if you don't mind. No, go for it. So first, I guess, it's not quite a question. Thanks for the clarification about Immortel, because for whatever reason, I thought Immortel was a derivative of the Immortel plant. Nope. And it sounds like you're saying it's actually a blend. Yep. It's just actually a blend that um, doTERRA you know, put together and um, has nothing to do with that plant at all. Okay, because there's another company out there that uses the derivative of the plant in their oh, okay okay um and then my question is you spoke of sandalwood being soothing for the skin and i was wondering is sandalwood and hawaiian sandalwood interchangeable or are you speaking ex specifically of sandalwood um you can interchange them i i do because sometimes i just ran out of the other one hawaiian sandalwood is the oil that's in immortal um, and that's the one that's spoke about the most when it comes to skin health. But um, either of them could be used. One is just um, has more of a, like to me, the Hawaiian sandalwood is more of a vanilla mm -hmm. sort of sweeter fragrance to it. Um, and the other one, you know, is, is, I don't know, they're both lovely and have lots of properties even outside of skincare. But yes, I definitely do interchange the two of them. Okay. So you could. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Monica. Okay. Hi. Great hey. Hello. Presentation. Um, good job, Debbie. Thank um, you. My mm -hmm. question is, if you have dry lips, like I have, and mm -hmm. there are oils you can use for that, like lip, um, not lipsticks, but you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I do. I make my own lip balms. So um, when I, I always put a little bit of lavender into my lip balm when I make it. What I would say is take either, um, so first of all, if you have dry lips, what you could do is use a lip scrub. So that's always what I recommend first is using like a lip scrub that's just made. And maybe I'll look a recipe up and include it in here. I didn't put one in, but a lip scrub is something just as simple as sugar. 
um, and, a fra- and a fractionated coconut oil or some kind of carrier oil. And you can just scrub that onto your lips first to get off and remove that um, layer of skin that's already dry. So I would say do that first. And then, um, and then you could take that same sort of coconut oil or something, you know, like I said, I make my own that has beeswax just to keep it solid in the container. But um, you could just take the coconut oil and mix a little bit of lavender with that. Um, sometimes when our lips get dry, they also get painful. So um, I would say just be careful of peppermint while it's very cooling and soothing in a lip balm. If your lips are already sore, you know, it may, it may tingle. It's not going to hurt you, but it may tingle. But I would say try lavender um, just in a little bit of oil mixed together and just rub it onto your lips. Again, you're going to have to do it several times, right? It's not just a one and done kind of thing when it comes to essential oils. So I would try some lavender. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. You guys, the time goes so fast. You like, have four minutes. Such that a is a problem. Nah, you have four minutes. That's <laughs> all of the hands raised. All right. I mean, acne is such a problem for a lot of people. Like 80% of Americans like will deal with acne at some time. Like three out of four people between the ages of 11 and 30, I think it said, um, you know, will deal with acne, um, will be having acne. And that was me for sure. And it's not just the acne itself, which again is... Um, what happens is, is that those follicles between our glands and the surface of our skin get clogged and, and then it shows up in a pimple or a pustule or a, that's an ugly word. <laughs> it shows up, you know, in a blemish of some form on our skin. And that can be on our face, our shoulders. A lot of people have acne like on their back. And it's such a, such a big issue. Um, I love tea tree. It's my favorite for acne. Um, it's also important to use a toner if you have acne because it does help to balance. Um, it provides like a homeostasis for the skin and helps to balance that out. Um, I have some recipes here for different um, things for acne prone skin. And I feel very rushed as I always do at the end. But what I want to share with you guys is that um, if, if making the DIY products is not your thing, um, I listed on this document just how many products um, you can purchase that are already done from the clay masks to shampoos, um, the like your if you, like a hair glaze or you know like a what you would use as a mousse or something to give it shine. Um, gosh, toothpaste, conditioners, root to tip serums. Um, gracious, there's so much. If you're at all interested in maybe trying some of the um, the products, say like the shampoo and conditioner or the toothpaste or something like that. Um, the toothpaste is baking soda based. It doesn't have fluoride or anything in it. And there's a new formula that's out that actually um, encourages um, calcium, the rebuilding of calcium and enamel on your teeth, which is great. Um, it's a whole lot of research went into the new product. But if you're interested in trying any of them, you know, reach out to me because I'd be happy you know, to send you some samples and you could try them. I love the shampoo because it's made with a lot of citrus oils and citrus oils by nature are astringic, which pull the oil from, you know, your scalp. And so I can go three or four days in between washing my hair when I use the citrus-based shampoos and, and the conditioner has the tea tree and peppermint and rosemary and stuff in it. Less than a um, And minute. I can go longer between my washes, which is healthier for us our skin anyway okay we're down to like 10 seconds <laughs> okay wait in 10 seconds i have to say this <laughs> Just wait. write to you at so write to me at blind essentials at gmail.com okay i want go. to tell you guys just real quick if you are either are or aren't buying essential oils already you can join one of two facebook pages that i'm involved with and it's aroma partners one is a public education group where it's just for people who aren't currently using doTERRA oils but may have oil questions and the other one is aroma partners members only group and that's if you're already a customer and some of the benefits of that that i just wanted to quickly share with you guys is that 
um, our, my team, we're going to be doing a series on um, right now on the members only group. If you comment each day on the oil that's being discussed, your name could get in a drawing and you could possibly win that oil, which is great. The whole month of March, we're doing that. Um, and we're going to be starting a series on, um, um, gosh, how did, it's like a, it's whether you are, have stress and you want to learn how to handle stress with essential oils, whether you have digestive issues and want to learn ways to deal with that, or whether you have pain issues and you want to deal with that. Um, we're going to be doing a whole series on that. And if you're interested, I would send you samples of all of the oils that, you know, address that specific issue. And then you could come on and join the Zoom call and learn more about um, how to use the oils for those specific issues. So um, anyway, if you're interested, you can definitely reach out to me at, at blindessentials at gmail.com. And I can give you more information. And, and the vet um, or if there's is, any products. The vet is coming to speak when? Yes. The essential oil vet, Janet Rourke. She is coming. She'll be on our next call, next which week. is the okay. 15th. Okay. And um, she'll be talking. You no, know, So come with your questions. Come prepared. But she'll be talking to us about safety with essential oils for our animals. Because um, there's been a lot of hubbub about dogs getting really sick or cats getting really sick. And, and that's not true if you use them safely so please come on the 15th um we're hoping we'll have a big turnout for that and that you guys will learn some really cool information and it's kind of a privilege that she's doing it because she doesn't usually do a lot of um public speaking engagements and are you doing something next week the eighth and Mm -hmm. next week i'll be talking about protein what is protein um how do we get it into our diet Mm -hmm. and what if you're vegan um, or vegetarian, and what are some protein sources to to help with your diet? Because protein is super important. Um, I might be doing the class an hour later because I have a doctor's appointment that day. So just check the schedule and see if it's going to be 11 a.m. Pacific or 12 Pacific. Okay. Um, I right. need to just figure that out. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Very yeah. good. I'm going to disconnect the stream. Here.